you on your own today? <laughs> I always think I'm going to have some clever way of saying hello, and I never do. Well, you could learn hello in every language. That's what I was going to say. I need to, like, get a list, learn some other languages. You did bonjour, didn't you? I did. What's Spanish for hello? Hola. There you go. <laughs> do you want All to right. start again? Okay. Hola is today's hello. Coming from the Lost in the Forest podcast is going to be a different way of saying hello every week. Yep. I guess I'm a little lost. Till we run out of languages. So we were going to talk about something a bit different today. We are announcing our involvement in a new project which is called... Many Paths. And if you look at the website which is manypaths.ca all in one line the very cool looking logo is the creation of jessica here oh well thank you it's not all me but the the final cut and paste and i have zero zero um photoshop skills so there was some (laughs) glue glue sticks and scissors and tweezers involved in that guys there was some very traditional sign writing going on, <laughs> I think. Um, and then our friend Rachel did a bit of retouching on it to get it to what it is. And I think it actually looks quite cool on the website. It does. And bless her, she's always helping us at the yeah. last minute. Particularly with charitable projects. Actually, also my working projects. In fact, pretty much everything that involves any kind of reading. Rachel is the glue to everything <clears throat> here. So, yeah, we have a, a new project... Um, well, new to you, not new to us. Well, hold on. I don't know. You've you've planted a few seeds and <laughs> dropped the name and teased everyone a few times. It's about time we unveil this thing. So we have had quite a lot of involvement in riding mountain biking in Ontario over the last uh, couple of years, I guess. Um, and... I have some history with riding in Canada previously. Um, I lived out in BC for a while, so... But there's a there's a different... I was going to say scene, but there's a different thing goes on in Ontario because of the... Like the culture? Maybe it's a bit of culture, but it's, it's unfair to pick on, you know, to pick on Ontario's culture necessarily, but... Attitude? Yeah, it's a bit odd. <laughs> Temperature. Um, so the the sort of west coast of Canada is, you know, second only to California, really, from a mountain bike kind of point of view, as far as um, the history goes. And the North Shore of Vancouver, in particular, is kind of you know famous as is Whistler for for mountain biking, downhill like traditional riding. And I guess Quebec as well, like Mount Saint Anne and some of the other places, have kind of come up pretty quickly as well. But Ontario, from the outside world, I think the perception is it's very flat and uninteresting and a bit dull. What were you going to say? I was just thinking about that awesome dude in the bush in Quebec. Oh, on his uh, 30-year-old mountain bike. Yeah, it was awesome. With his uh, sack of potatoes approach to rolling over a broken tree. Bulldozing. Anyways, tangent, go on. And no English. No. What did he say when he went over that thing? We were offering him help and he just went for Steamed it. Steamed through. Then we overtook him on the hill. Um, yeah, so Ontario's sort of perception is it's all farmland, which there is a lot of, but there's a lot of Ontario that isn't like that. You know, there's uh, Lake Superior and 
a lot of kind of rocky areas. Yeah, around Sudbury. Yeah, pretty hilly if you kind of go, you know, out towards kind of Peterborough, there's rolling hills and... Yeah, everywhere you go, there's more interest than I think it gets credit for, probably, unless you know it. And if you know it, listening to this, you're probably shouting at the podcast now, going, "It!" but there's this place, which I do accept. I was just going to say, there's, there's, I mean, Ontario is huge. Yeah. So, therefore, there is a quite a lot of variety of terrains and woods. Yeah. Would that be accurate? I think so. Um, a lot more rock than people realise. Anyway, so arriving in Ontario, being part of Canada, thinking there's this huge mountain bike culture and thinking how cool everything was going to be, I found it a bit difficult to get my head around the rules around, you know, don't ride when it's been raining and don't ride in the winter and don't... And I, I'm not knocking it. I understand that if you're building trails with volunteers on muddy trails in the woods with no rock base so that things are going to wash out and get rutted and get ruined and I, I'm not an idiot I do understand all of that but you know coming from England it's a bit difficult so um, we ride all year and if we didn't ride we wouldn't ride because it rains all the time anyway so I think there's a more of a kind of general acceptance in the UK maybe and a lot more rock built trail systems under the guidance of the Forestry Commission. I was actually just going to ask, are trails just, I don't want to say built better there, that's not fair, but like you said, the soil or the underground for, I don't know the correct terminology, um, that allows for you to ride after rain, unlike some of the types of ground here where it gets destroyed more quickly. I think I think no, I think there's a general feeling in the UK that a lot of the trails that are not trail trail centers are public footpaths and bridleways or similar, which means they get torn, torn up by horses and walkers regardless. So I think the general feeling in the UK is you just may as well ride it and then we have the forestry commission which is government run which manages a lot of the forest-based mountain bike centres, and they never close. And then you get private trail systems like Bike Park Wales, say, um, where it's managed by an organisation that's a profit-making company, and they are built on rock substrate. So, So it's a mix of both. I think generally private trails are looked after forestry commission trails are looked after and then public footpathy it's like free for all yeah nobody cares so um i'm not saying that's right or wrong but coming from that to here where you know you get a spattering of rain and you get big red crosses through pictures of bike riders on instagram saying you know don't ride and it's a bit of a strange thing anyway that caused you know us to look a bit further afield at riding opportunities and one of the things that we came across for various reasons that I don't need to go into on this was the indigenous land and the reserves that are big areas of land with you know clearly different kind of ways of managing their land and access and other things so in the process of looking for places to ride all year, we 
ended up reaching out to a few reserves and we've ended up um, learning a thing or two learning a lot for me well and a lot for me too and coming up with a program so and a lot more to learn a lot more to go yes no doubt about that so our kind of our kind of loose plan is to spend some time on the six nations of the grand river reserve uh where there's a a cool guy there who's kind of allocated as 100 acres. Super cool guy, Bob. Yeah, where well, we had tea and... What did we have? Tea With and... his wife, Tony. We had tea and we, well, we kind of... We met them right near Christmas, so they... T- Tony had just baked a lot of baking for <laughs> all the families, and uh, we got to do a little sampling. We did. It's very generous. And uh, we got vetted by the cat and the dog. We did, we did. So... So there's a yeah there's a big chunk of land up there and with the youth services team we've kind of come together with or come up with a program where we're going to do a series of build and ride days um we're going to teach how to build mountain bike trails with a bit of guidance from Imba um and we're going to get them to build whatever they want really and then we're going to get them to ride what they've built and hopefully in our absence because we're only going to attend every now and again once a month maybe um they're going to keep building while we're not there and we'll go in and make it safe and then we'll go in and (laughs) ride it with them and we're going to see you know how much single track we can build and and kind of where this goes so see how many of them are actually getting lost in the woods yeah that's right <laughs> and it, i guess i'm just going to talk to you about this really i'm obviously from england I was born I was, sorry i was gonna say well, who else is here <laughs> that you're gonna talk to Sleeping. <laughs> that's one of our cats <laughs> um i'm obviously born in england and i i think if you're educated in england um in the last kind of 40 years you are brought up to be very clear about where you sit in the world based on the uh the terrible deeds of the british empire in history um and i think if you traveled a lot you kind of pretty much wherever you go you know like australia the seychelles like you know anywhere in africa india like almost any country you go and even if you don't think we've had something to do with it you'll suddenly discover that you know like menorca i think i went and saw like these buildings that look like they're out of the middle of london it's like oh great we were here as well causing (laughs) trouble so i think you know if you're english you don't you're educated and are aware enough to know how bad things have been and all the chaos we've created but it's quite interesting you know, chatting to Jessica about it, that there's this kind of void in everybody's knowledge, certainly of a certain age in Canada, about, for example, the residential school system. Well, I mean, I actually, it's not interesting at all. It's, it's Well, no, it's not, actually. It's terrible. It's quite. And I just feel like I have such a lack of information and knowledge about it all. I mean, growing up in Canada in the early 90s for me, yeah, I feel like I had very limited education about the residential school systems. Yeah, and I I don't think it's 
I mean, I think we've there's other people that we've sort of got involved in this program, like bike mechanics and, and other people, and everybody's of a similar age. And I think everybody has a similar story that they don't know; they just have never been told. And we've been chatting to a couple of people in their twenties, you know, like Celeste, for example, yeah. who clearly has been educated at school about the residential school system and some of the uh, less pleasant history of the kind of colonial days of which again comes back to the english rocking up here and causing trouble like we're good at it yeah swanning in making a mess going back and having statues built in their name thinking they're brilliant um and and the reason i brought this up was because i feel there's a bit of fear about maybe getting involved with a project like this that's kind of connected to or even just i would say talking about it or asking questions about it full stop never mind getting involved in something (laughs) yeah i yeah (laughs) like if we really want to be honest or get back to that here but we're talking about this project so yeah and i i guess we you know as i mentioned we have put a lot of effort into building this website so that we can get people involved sponsors primarily is the main reason that this was put up but actually we really want anybody and everybody to 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 get involved so the main sort of population uh, that we are focusing on to start this this pilot project on is going to be um, indigenous youth specifically coming out of corrections and We'd like to also open it up to other youth on the reserve in hopes that they can form their own club or organization. But not to say that it will just be exclusively for, but to start out, that's sort of the main focus. Yeah, I would agree. And I think as far as people getting involved, um, Mm -hmm. as always with these things, it's been quite interesting that the people that we've talked to about it, but there's a big focus for getting getting women involved you know like we don't just want it okay it 100% does not want to be run by middle-aged white dudes that's the last thing that we you know northern European middle-aged white dudes um we want to try and get as much diversity you know age older people all of those things in as we possibly can like the more people from more diverse backgrounds different jobs we can get involved even if you just turn up and you, you know, do mix a bit of weeding, it doesn't matter, right? Like, yes, we are all about the mixing and mingling here, I would say. And yeah, we just sort of think that everybody has something to contribute and, you know, create opportunities to learn other new things as well. But, um, you know, like... I don't really know how to use a chainsaw. I mean, I think I have once or twice, but anyone knows how to has a chainsaw and wants to come out, that's a good start. No, that would be yeah, that would be super useful. I don't, you know, I yeah, actually, Mister Chainsaw or Mrs. Chainsaw or Miss Chainsaw, or you whatever would, <laughs> you are, bring a chainsaw. So true that you could be very key we're looking for you whoever you are if we just get one or two we just want people to come out of this program that want to go off and build trails or become instructors or own bike shops or go and work for a big mountain bike brand or whatever it is i don't i don't think we care we just want to create opportunity that broadens everybody's horizons i think yeah there's a big world out there 
There is. And you're uh, undertaking some training, aren't you? Well, or I'm, potentially. I've been doing some learnings <laughs> already, and I'm I'm quite. This, this is a a lot of this is new for me. Also, I mean, hello, I'm a pretty brand new mountain biker. Uh, not a seasoned professional like Jamie here, who has a clue what they're talking about. Um, but I'm I'm getting quite excited about the trail building, I must say. And yes, I'm funny enough. I'm not really a podcast person, <laughs> uh, but I have been listening to a few with my Jamie darling uh, to learn some some new things, uh, specifically about trail building. What's the one that we that I quite like? Trail the trail building? effect. Tra- trail effect. Yeah. See, I don't even know what it's Josh called. Josh Blum. I think. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Um, and some inter- lots of interesting people on there, but I've learned a ton of new things already. And it's, but I would say more importantly, more importantly, less importantly, who knows? Uh, but what it has done is it has sparked some excitement and fire in me <laughs> to get out there and with a spade, play, yeah, and play with the rocks and the dirt, maybe a chainsaw if I'm lucky. I think you were doing some trail building at the weekend, weren't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Moving some rocks around. Maybe. <laughs> that podcast as well shows you the diversity of people involved as well, doesn't it? No doubt. Um, we listened to kind of like four a week or something for quite a while now, um, since January probably. And yeah, I think there's a big... You realise the diversity of people involved in this and actually... Again, I don't mean to be controversial, but like the proper trail builders that you listen to and the ones that have been building mountain bike trails for 30 years plus, their main concern is like building trails that everybody can use, right? Like they, it's always about building trails close to home that people can walk on, people can ride on, multi use trails, just getting people out. Inclusivity. There you go. You know, and All for the purpose of recreating. I was going to say, what's your favourite word? I learned, see, I learned that term on there, and you I did. think it's excellent. Recreate. I'm going to do me some recreating. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few things that uh, we need some help with. Would you like me to name a few? I think maybe if you go through our little list, that could be a good... Uh, yeah, good start. We definitely need some tools and some experience, uh, experienced help to build some trails. Or just willingness to carry stuff. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Hang out, root us on. You know, if you got a pom-pom, that wouldn't be frowned upon either. No. As I keep mentioning, a chainsaw operator, multiple. Or two. Or five. Actually a digger driver. Well, Bob could be our man. You could host us for a visit to your local trails. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you think that guy doesn't know what he's talking about, Ontario is really friendly and you can ride our trails all year round and we've not got loads of crazy rules, then hit me up and we'll come out with, you know, ten kids and bring our bikes and see what you've got to offer. Ten kids and two hooligans. Yeah, maybe 16 kids actually. I think that's probably the number. <laughs> So, we're also looking for bikes, of course, spare parts. Um, anyone who wants to lead a ride 
and maybe has any kind of coaching qualifications would be very welcomed. Oh, this is very important <laughs> and has to be of expert level. Yep. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> any level is just fine. Litter pickers. Always in need of litter pickers. Transportation. Specifically a van or two. But this would be to move bikes and people and uh, maybe even the odd plane ticket. Yeah, we have an invite out to Quebec for the... Uh... The World Cup. We'll find a way of funding it, but yeah, if anybody works for WestJet or Air Canada and suddenly thinks, oh, you know what, I can get some uh, some tickets, we'll, or, we'll probably just take a handful of the, the kids that come through the program. We'll... Or has a spare Mercedes Sprinter <laughs> van that they just want to well, let, well. um, let out for the weekend. Well, that's a long drive. But yeah, we're, the point is we have an opportunity that we'd like to make the most of, so we're just trying to figure out how we uh, make the best of that. Okay, we want everybody to be safe, of course, so safety equipment for riding and trail build, trail building, which for me, Jessica's probably looking for a hard hat, <laughs> or I could just borrow Jamie's full face helmet. Um, oh, of course, support and encouragement from the mountain bike community at large, and as Jamie said, by offering other places to ride and just people to meet. And uh, people to chat with. Like, it could be as simple as that. It could. You could just turn up for an hour and chat. I uh, I spent a fair few evenings at, like, film festivals at other mountain bike clubs in England in the past. And I think the main thing that we're trying to get across is the mountain bike community, in my experience, doesn't care where you're from where you've been, where you're going, what you're doing. If you ride a mountain bike and you're willing to get involved, then nobody cares. And I really want to kind of get that across that that's what this project's about. It's about creating those opportunities that I had when I was younger. And all of my friends and everybody I know that's ridden has had as well, actually. And just trying to kind of push the fact that the mountain bike community is super friendly and everyone's welcome. So prove me right, please, if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, we need industry engagement. Anybody, again, in the industry or knows anybody in the industry, and I've got a few contacts already that I've reached out to, but encouragement would be great. And I've even been thinking, you know, if somebody can't physically travel to Ontario to meet these kids, that's fine. But we could set up a video evening or something like a Ooh, team. Night. Yeah, something. We can we can come up with something. If you think, oh, I can spare half an hour, um, then please do and we'll figure out how we're going to do it. But I just, just want people to realise, like, as I just said, you know, this is a community that's welcome, that welcomes everybody. And... You know what? If we do a good job of this, we might end up with another fifty places to ride in Ontario that are cool and you would never have got access to if we hadn't got this project up and running. So, if you click on the resources tab on the website and you sign up with us, you can have a bunch of cool information, uh, like trail conservation field guides. Yeah, there's some information that we've uh, been given by uh, Imber 
in the States. Yeah, we uh, listened to a podcast on the trail effect and there was a lady on there who is responsible for mountain bike trails and other trails in Minnesota and I reached out to her and she sent me a lot of information. She was ever so kind. She was um, and we've made that information available. This is Imba Trail Solutions information um, which, yeah, if you're going to build some trails even if you build them in your garden, I mean if you've got a big garden it would be useful but this serious business the trail conservation field guide if you're going to turn up and build some stuff with us would be a great thing just uh the two pages just flick through and get an idea of what we're uh what we're talking about i'm excited about it bit of a weird one but i just wanted to kind of let you know what we're up to well we've like you dangled the carrot enough times we thought we better let everybody in on it and give a big invitation to come join us on the website there's the program dates we have the first one on march the 16th and then april the second so march the 16th is a build only one and not quite sure who's going to be at that one but yeah just let us know if you're up for coming out and raking some trails as long as it's not snowing, as it's Ontario, who knows? <laughs> so true. There is one other thing I was going to say as well, is that um, Jessica gets to share some of her foraging and wild cooking skills with this project as well. So. I do hope that that could be a part of it. You're pretty um, good at a campfire. I am. That my skills will be sufficient for setting some things on fire. Don't worry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, about... Yeah, finding some wild edibles back there or sharing some knowledge or information or you never know, might even lead to a another field trip somewhere else for a foray. Hopefully, yeah. Um yeah. So anyway, we'll there'll be more to come on this and we'll cover it every now and then. Uh we're not just gonna talk about this and nothing else now, but it is gonna keep coming up, so yeah. Thanks for listening if you got this far. Until next time. Get lost.